health is a crown. You know, this really nice gold crown with sapphires and diamonds on a healthy person's head that only the sick can see. A lot of times people are very driven by their success, by their career, and they forget to pay attention, have the awareness of what they eat and how do they eat. If you think natural is organic, it's not the same thing. Natural does not always mean it's healthy for you. Just challenge everything, even science. We always have to challenge, look how it feels for yourself, see what amount of sugar can you take, less the better, but obviously have your sugars from fruits, for example, more natural than the refined ones, like the white sugars. Remember to be grateful for the health you have. Cherish it now that you have it, not when you lose it. Wellness is more than just physical health. It's your total well-being. Find out how to have a healthy, balanced life. Have a healthy body through exercise, nutrition, and engage the world through learning, problem-solving, and creativity. Talk Wellness with Anjan. This episode is powered by Soma Vedic. Soma Vedic brings the positive elements of nature to your home. You no longer have to wait to go to nature to escape the ill effects of electrosmog and to recharge. Soma Vedic is equipped with precious stones that use their energy to enhance your sleep quality. It also helps to restructure water molecules which can reduce the amount of free radicals in your body. Book a free consultation for your home with our experts. Email to info at prc-tec.com. Visit somavedic.ae. Somavedic. Feel better, live better. Wellness is more than just physical health. It's your total well-being. Talk Wellness with Anjan. On today's show, we have a certified health coach from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And she's also an accredited meditation teacher completing her studies in India under the guidance of the Yoga SN School. And during her nutrition study, she realized that you can eat a healthy diet, but if you neglect other areas of your life, like your career, your relationships, your finances, your social life, the energy or joy of your living gets sucked out and you tend to get sick more often. Having chosen a very cool topic today and uh, ready to bust the myths around grocery shopping, here's a wellness coach, a health coach, a wellness ambassador and an integrative nutritionist, Daniela Nistor. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for the invite, Anjan. It's a great pleasure to be here with you today and uh, ready to bust some myths. Awesome. Let's start with your journey first. What led you to become an integrative nutritionist? Well, during this life, you know how it happens. A lot of things are happening uh, in your life. And I, st- I started getting sick at some point and doctors could not find out what is that I had. So spending, let's say, about one month with a dermatologist having allergies. Mm. And I could not realize what that what, what was leading to that? So I started going into homeopathy, uh, went to Ayurvedic practices. I understood that it's not only what I'm eating, what I'm doing is always about emotional, about mental health. And when I dealt with those things in my life, I managed to overcome my disease at that point, which was a quite severe allergy. So this is the time when I looked into what options do I have? How can I help people that are struggling with the same situation as me? So this is when I started looking into homeopathy, Ayurvedic uh, treatments, into health coaching, counseling, and so on. 
Beautiful. So though you were a yoga teacher and a meditation guide already, mm-hmm. uh you found that you didn't have the solutions just in those practices mm-hmm. and the food you're eating made a big difference. And so why did you choose integrative nutrition and not other forms of nutrition? That's a very valid question. I had a lot of people asking me that and what does that mean? Uh when we deal only a nutritionist will be a dietitian. What we do usually we'll just prescribe diet plans and I'm not a big fan of diets because as we all know first three letters of diet is yes. actually die. <laughs> you are restricting yourself from a lot of foods, yeah, that doesn't have a good impact on your body. So what integrative nutrition does actually is looking trying to understand what causes you to reach to that point either if let's say uh, you are an emotional eater, you eat very fast, um you have cravings, why is that happening? So we are looking at let's say about 12 areas of your life uh starting with spirituality, creativity, career, finances because we all know when we have a lack of money or resources you tend to get stressed and we can't focus on what good food to eat. Exactly, that is true. So we go around about all these areas even your home environment, your relationship, your social life and so on. Try and identify where is the culprit, let's say. Mm. Uh what makes you have this food habit. So we're actually going to the root cause of the problem. You don't go as a doctor to treat the symptoms, you go for the root cause. That's right. So that's what integrative nutritionists do. Beautiful. Why have you chosen this topic today on busting grocery myths? Because today our food doesn't directly come from the trees or the plants like our ancestors used to. It comes from an entire kind of cycle and a chain of cooperative societies, farmers, traders, vehicles and supermarkets. So, uh, why did you choose this topic today? very interesting question as well um i chose this topic because nowadays we have so many options yeah there are so many marketing materials out there and mm. you don't know who to trust anymore what to choose what's the best choice for you that's right a lot of processed foods lots of natural organic and you don't know All these where, terms are so exactly, confusing sometimes. Exactly. So you don't know where to stand. I have a lot of questions from people on social media as well. Do you think this is better than the other one? So this is one of the reasons I said let's bust some myths around grocery shopping because there are lots of myths out there. That's fantastic. <laughs> Do you still recommend people to go grocery shopping or go to the older days of farming because I know many people now somewhere in their heart they want to actually have a little plot of land and farm. That is true. But how many people can do that? Mm. A lot of people nowadays are driven by their career. I want to be successful. Are you able to actually spend time on gardening or do you want to achieve true uh status? So for people who have the ability and have a plot of land and they live somewhere on the countryside, you know, with birds chirping and all of that. Invite us. Yes, please, please <laughs> do so. That would be great. So uh, for people who live in big cities, it's quite hard to accomplish that but at least you can get in touch with uh, small businesses right. that have farms organic farmers organic farmers and so on so you can always get in touch with them and buy organically as well and even the farm to table trend and the organic eating trend is only something new it's only in the last 20 30 years everybody's saying oh i love it that this fresh produce and they were not thinking about this 20 years ago why why do you think this radical shift in mindset is happening Well they were not thinking 20 years ago or 30 years ago because at that point I think every, everything or mostly everything was organic. Mm. We all had our grandfathers or our uncles who had farms so we always go and take the cucumber apple. fresh apple directly from the garden or cabbage. My I remember my grandma used to send me can you just pick some tomatoes and some cucumbers so we can make a salad? Sweet. That is not the case nowadays. That's right. And so do you blame urbanization for that? I don't like to blame anyone but I think it has uh, it, it has taken a toll on society nowadays. That's right. And 
if you're living in a big urban city like we are in Dubai, mm-hmm. it's important to remember that all the success that you're chasing, whether it's your financial wealth or career success or materialistic success, remember at the end of it, it's to put food on the plate so that you can eat a few times a day. So I think it's very critical you listen to this entire talk today because food should be your priority. Only then can you get the success that you desire. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> that is, of course, true because... A lot of times people are very driven by their success, by their career, and they forget to pay attention, have the awareness at what they eat and how do they eat. At the end of the day, you're going to earn a lot of money, you're going to have the title, but you're going to spend those money, like that, that yeah. kind of money, you're going to spend it on supplements, you're going to spend it on uh, cures, you're going to spend it on pills because you've been so stressed out, you reach to burnout and you are not in balance as mm. a whole body. Amazing. So let's get right on with the myths. I hear you have 10 myths for us today. Yes, uh, of course. Let's start with the first one. Uh, First one is if we should buy always organic, if organic is healthier or is better than the normal produce, which is called conventional. So uh, we had a study from Stanford University or research uh, saying that looking at the nutritional value, they found very little difference. Now, the whole point is when you have all these nutrients coming into your body, what else do you put inside your body? That's right. What happens with the, non, with the conventional produce, not organic one? It has a lot of pesticides or herbicides on it, right? So that will affect your body. Now, I will give you a tip on uh, how to look for this kind of produce in the, um, in the supermarkets. Obviously, you will see eating organic is not that pocket friendly as conventional right? Uh, Because it it involves a lot of other processes. But you can look, for example, in the supermarket for apples, if you want, I challenge you to go in your next uh, journey to the supermarket and look for apples. They will have some codes on it. Mm. The four digit codes will demonstrate that they are conventional grown apples. That means they are not organic. Anything organic will have a five digit code and usually starts with a nine. And for the conventional produce, you'll have four digit codes that starts with a three or a four. And these are international? Yes, these are international codes. Mandated by all food authorities all around the world. Yes, that is true. Some people uh, choose not to put those stickers, especially if they are not organic. On the stickers, we will not see any numbers. But uh, you will see that everything that if you go to an organic shop, you'll see that anything that is um, placed as organic on the tag, it will have if it has a code, it has a five-digit code. Now, this is not the barcode you're talking about. No, no, no. It's not a barcode. It's a product code. It's a product in, in code. In a package product. What, what about if it's a grocery shop where the vegetables are just displayed and you've got to take a packet and put them in, like many supermarkets and grocery stores mm-hmm. in urban if cities? You, if you check, I'll challenge you to check that. You go to the next uh, supermarket and check that every single apple has a small sticker on it. Okay. All the vegetables have stickers on it? Uh, vegetables, no. I've mm, seen it fruits. only for fruits, yeah. Mm. Kiwis, apples, bananas. And I was checking regarding pricing. Uh, let's say bananas, conventional grown, are about seven dirhams. Let's say in the supermarket I've checked, the organic one will be exactly double the price. That's right. So now for for you to think of, when you should you eat everything organic or you can mix some conventional produce in it? Now, there are a few products called um, Dirty Dozen. Dirty Dozen? Yes. Okay. You'll find that either on EWG.org website, or if you just Google it, you're definitely going to find it. Um, fruits and vegetables, they are more prone to having herbicides and pesticides, and which are bad for you. Sure. So it can be like collard greens, kale, strawberries, apples, peaches. Those ones, it's always better to buy them organic. 
to have less effect in your body. Now, when we are looking at other products as bananas, you always, you'll always peel the banana before you eat it, yeah? So the pesticides will not go straight into your body. It's not going to affect you as much. Potatoes, the same. So when you can... Coconuts. Yes, exactly. Very good. Uh, I love coconuts. Yeah, exactly. Me too. <laughs> very good option. A very good example. Uh, so whenever you can, you can mix. You can always have a balance in life. But for the ones that harm you the most, it's better to go for organic. That's right. Amazing. When people go grocery shopping, they shouldn't be hypnotized by this word organic. Is that your message? Yes. People are going crazy nowadays. Oh, if it's not organic, I'm not eating it anymore. Um, it doesn't have to be that, that way because that brings a lot of anxiety in your body. Anxiety mm. to your body and to your mind is going to harm you a lot more than you eating an non-organic banana. That's right. And even you're saying even the organic fruits and vegetables have pesticides and herbicides, just a lesser quantity. Yes, that is true. Um, the FDA, for example, will approve a fruit or vegetable that has less than 95% pesticides. Yeah. So even it happens, I've seen it on a documentary a few, few weeks ago, that even if you have a crop which is sprayed about five kilometers away from you, your produce can be conventional and not organic anymore because the wind has blown these pesticides and you have some residues on your crops. That's right. So don't go that crazy over organic. So it's always good. For example, I'll give you a small tip. Uh, when you come home with the groceries, either if you have uh, a device that produces alkaline or acidic water, you can always dip your fruits or vegetables in more acidic water because what happens with the herbicides and pesticides, most of them are in an oily solution. So That's in right. order to break down the molecules, you'll need um, an acidic uh, solution. Yeah, so it. Either that or you can combine water and uh, apple cider vinegar or any kind of vinegar for that matter. Uh, let's say one cup vinegar, four cups of water. So that will help you out uh, dissolve all these pesticides. I like the way you said machine in a very diplomatic way. I'm very proud to say I do have one of these machines and it's by a Japanese company called Enagic and it's called Kangen. If you want more information, just message me. I will tell you about it. Talk Wellness with Anjan. This episode is powered by Soma Vedic, designed to keep your body in a natural environment, boosting regeneration and self-healing. Book a free consultation. Email info at prc-tec.com and visit somavedic.ae. Talk Wellness with Anjan. Let's move directly now into myth number two. Myth number two. Should we trust the labels or should we check the labels? Oh, wow. That's a very interesting one because marketing nowadays does an amazing job at putting all these really green or, you know, natural products and they're trying to make you change your mind or mm. make you understand that this is an organic or this is a natural part. Whatever, if you, if you think natural is organic, is not the same thing. The same thing, you have to look at the sugar content because sugar nowadays takes a toll on your body. It has been different researches um, showing that, and I want to you to understand that there are so many uh, so many different types of sugar that we are not aware of. Yeah, and it's not only people won't say sugar; they'll prefer putting their glucose, sucrose. Um, what, are, what are some of the other terms like glucose and sucrose? What yeah, else? So would they put? anything that ends in O's, it's a sugar. Like fructose. Fructose, lactose, galactose. What about polysaccharides? 
obviously those are sugars as well but you have you have other terms that you won't understand probably like uh, maltodextrin mm. which is a sugar as well when you read molasses on any label that is sugar as well and me i was thinking that that nice arabic salad with molasses is so healthy but it has actually quite a bit of sugar in it sure. um any cane juice again it is sugar Now I have a very good friend of mine who tells me that she bakes very healthy. She doesn't use any sugar and when I tasted it I was like this tastes very sugary. It's very sweet. What did you use? Oh, I used jaggery. Jaggery is as well sugar. So are you saying sugar is bad or we need to figure out what sugar is needed for us? Obviously fructose something that is found uh, found naturally in products in fruits. You can have that but you have it in obviously not not that much, right? So you have to have a balance. you should keep it to a minimum yeah because when you look i've realized that from my own experience when i had to stop sugar due to medical reasons and i started looking at labels i could not believe myself that even in a tuna can with uh, tomato sauce i will find sugar i was like this is a tuna can anything How- packaged will have sugar basically exactly. whether it's chips or chocolates or cereal boxes or yeah yeah milk. so that's when you need to check it another tip that i can give you uh when you check the labels nutrition facts Some of the companies will write per 100 grams of product you'll have this amount of sugar others they have per serving and per serving can be 10 grams can be mm. 20 grams or 30 grams so, so it's a marketing trick yes exactly so this is when you have to pay attention now coming back to na- natural a lot of things are natural even poison yeah, it's natural so just to give you an example for example when you uh, consume raw cassava it has cyanides in it yeah what does it uh, prevent your cells from consuming oxygen and in the end what will happen you'll die if you don't cook it properly you always at risk yeah so that's why i'm saying natural does not always mean it's healthy for you True. so just challenge everything even science we always have to challenge look how it feels for yourself see what amount of sugar can you take less the better but obviously have your sugars from fruits for example that's a very even even um, let's say sweet potato or any other starches will have a bit of sugar but is more natural than the refined ones like the white sugars so don't just see the labels read them yes exactly will that end up making people a bit too paranoid reading every label of every product they're going to go for grocery shopping and thereby it's going to double or triple the amount of time they spent in the supermarket <laughs> that is true well the whole point is not you get going crazy over it now depends on your depending on your goals if you're a diabetic probably you want to pay a bit more attention to this If you are a regular person in good health, no need to go so crazy about it. Just pay attention. If you, I'm telling you, if you try that for one two times that you're going to the supermarket, obviously you'll get a hang of it. You get a hang of it. So you'll know the products that are better for you than others. And cook fresh if you can. Exactly. Very important Let's as well. Let's get into myth number 3. Myth number 3, uh we'll have low fat foods are healthier. Wow, yeah, I've heard that. Everyone I think uh, starting to think 5 5 years ago everyone was going for low fat because I don't know in people's brains if you eat low fat is going to help you reduce the fat which is not the case what happens most of the time in low fat products obviously they are uh, processed a lot more than natural ones and in order to get the same for example for cheese the gooiness you know the texture of the cheese they will add stabilizers that's right obviously not good for your health so instead of going for low fat or Uh, this is a really good one low fat cookies and i had one of my friends ah oh, but i can eat low fat cookies because not going to make me fat i was like have you checked the amount of sugar that those cookies have <laughs> obviously for me i would say 
to consume in moderation, but have more natural ones, not, not low fat, because they will add even sugar on it to, to make it more palatable, especially for the yogurts. If it's a low-fat yogurt, we'll put in, and there have been research, extensive research that low-fat products are have a higher sugar content than the regular ones. So your suggestion here is don't fall for the marketing titles of low-fat. Instead, read the label and figure out what's in it. This is myth exactly. number three. Exactly. That and, is true. And why do you think people have been so easily like scammed by bigger food companies and they're selling like even Diet Coke? It it, it feels like such a scam, you know? (laughs) That is so true. These companies have really, really creative marketing directors. So obviously, what you're going to do as a company, you have this product. So you have, let's say, as you named Coke, Um, we're going to sell it at some point. You're going to see a drop in sales. We need to come out with something to tap in your emotions. A very good marketing campaign, it was the Coke was always around the Christmas table Mm. and to tap into togetherness, family emotions and all of that. So obviously on Christmas, Easter, whatever it is, you're going to get some Coke, you know, to, to belong to the group. So I think at some point people went into, okay, let's tap into the majority of people, let's say, that have uh, weight problems. So... We're going to put this as a low-fat product that's going to help you lose weight. Obviously, if you don't eat that much fat, you're going to lose the fat in your belly. It doesn't go like that. That's right. It doesn't. Amazing. And that was myth number three. Let's go to myth number four. Myth number four, a lot of people say that, okay, I go to do grocery shopping only once a week. Is that good or bad? Should it be like that or not? Now, it all depends on your lifestyle. Nowadays, with all the urbanization that you were mentioning earlier, A lot of things have changed. So a lot of people take their lunch or dinner outside. Does it make any sense for me to tell you right now, go on Saturdays and do your grocery shopping. You have it for the full week. It happened to me as well. I will go on a Saturday, do my grocery shopping. The next three days I had all gatherings with friends and so on. I ended up throwing food. That's right. So tell me how is your lifestyle and I'll tell you how many times you should go. Uh, another point is people here, especially in Dubai, they live in big communities or big families. Yeah. So if you have, let's say, 10, 12 people, you have lots of kids in your house. If I'm telling you to go only once a week, probably you're all going to starve. <laughs> so it all depends. So the myth is I go only once in a week where you're saying go as much as you need to go for your lifestyle. Yes, exactly. It's very important what lifestyle you have. So you you can accommodate you know, your grocery shopping into it. Now, how do these supermarkets keep these fruits and vegetables fresh? Besides refrigeration, do they actually use like enzymes or some other kind of harmful substances to keep it fresh? Well, I'm not really aware of it. I don't want to point fingers at anything, but you will see, for example, uh, any herbs will be in water or they'll be sprayed. Usually they say it's water. This is what I've questioned them and they've told me it's only water, madam. Just to keep it fresh and moisten. As you know, hydration is very good for human body and is good for plants as well. But as they say, nothing, uh, nothing else is sprayed onto this, uh, mm. onto these fruits or vegetables. So shop fresh if you can. Go as close to the source as possible, which means find a farmer's market or find a farmer exactly. and uh, buy from these kind of uh, as close to the manufacturer, which is the farmer who has the farm or the trees or the plants, and buy from them. This is your suggestion, right? Yes. So wellness with Anjan. This episode is powered by Soma Vedic, designed to keep your body in a natural environment, boosting regeneration and self-healing. Book 
free consultation. Email info at prc-tec.com and visit somavedic.ae. Talk Wellness with Anjan. Let's get into myth number five. And myth number five will be buying in bulk is best. Now, again, we are coming back at um, how big your family is. Obviously, you go grocery shopping for staple foods or foods that have uh, longer shelf life. Like rice or wheat or pulses. Right, exactly. You can go and you can buy them in bulk. Obviously, it's good for the environment as well. It will have a lesser price, obviously, since they are not... Um, they are not no costing cured for smaller packaging. So for this kind of products, obviously, it's good to buy it in bulk. Now, my other question uh, to you will be, are you buying in bulk? What is that you are buying in bulk? Are you buying in bulk more chips or are you buying in bulk more veggies to have it as snacks for you and your family? Let's say the latter is your choice. That's great. Um, but when we when we are buying in bulk, what we what we tend to do because all these marketing campaigns and promotional offers, it's yes. all like... Buy one, get two free. Yeah, exactly. Buy 10 kilos is better. Yeah. You're going to end up throwing it and, you know, your money is going to go to the trash. That's right. Hoarding it and then throwing it. Yeah, that is true. So instead of doing that, just buy as much as you need when it comes to fresh produce, fruits, vegetables, depending. Let's say potatoes will have a longer time. But if you buy strawberries and you keep them in the fridge for two, two weeks, then it's going to go straight to the bin. True. And same with uh, like fresh juice and yes, other exactly. kind of immediately consumable products. Yeah, yeah, that that is that's very true. So it's always good to buy in bulk staple foods, longer shelf life pulses, as you were mentioning, um, rice, quinoa, all all of these. Definitely yes, but for the fresh produce, keep it to a minimum. And even if it it requires you to go, let's say more often to the supermarkets, you we all have supermarkets close by. True. We are blessed in Dubai to be in this area where you always and have... Most urban cities have supermarkets close mm-hmm. to living areas. So your advice is uh, don't buy everything in bulk mm-hmm. and be careful of this offers that uh, the marketing teams from food companies make for you, right? That is so true. I'll share with you a personal experience. What happens is that they will uh, ramp up the price a little bit. And when they make the offer to two plus one free, it's actually you're paying almost the same price. So don't fall for everything that goes like that. Pay attention at your prices. If you're a regular, you'll always know what the price would be. Amazing. Let's move to myth number six. Myth number six uh, is regarding canned products. A lot of people say it's not good to eat canned products. But the astronauts are eating it all the time. Exactly. And they're still good. You know, they're still well. Uh, What happens and why people... Because in this uh, canning process, you have a lot of boiling and processing, right? And sealing. What happens due to the heat you'll have some mineral, some vitamins that they're going to go low on nutritional value. But have in mind that proteins, fats, most of the minerals, they keep their nutritional value. Now, uh, the vitamins that are affected will be vitamin B, all, all the B vitamins and vitamin C. But have in mind that those vitamins anyway are uh, destroyed during the cooking process because we are cooking, they are very sensitive to heat and oxygen. So unless you're eating raw vegetables and fruits to get the vitamins in, Mm -hmm. the canned food is equally good is what you're saying? Almost, yes. Obviously, you'll have the B vitamins will be lower in value, but still good. So what I I would say is everything I've said so far have everything in balance. So, for example, let's say you go for a jar of chickpeas. Use those chickpeas 
and mix it, you know, in a stew with fresh uh, tomatoes, let's say, or spices or in a salad. So you have the both, uh, you know, the, the best of both worlds. Let's put it that way. This is a myth I'm guilty of because I haven't had canned food for so many years now. I think it's also the fact that because you have access to fresh food, you don't really have to buy canned food. But if you're living in some really cold country where you don't have the tropical produce, then maybe you need canned food to survive or you're going on a trek or you're an astronaut. Exactly. That, that's what it kept to my mind because I live in a four-season country. So during the winter, what will I be able to eat? Because it's a lot of snow outside. So this is how people were preserving for the winter and they're getting ready for the winter. It's not necessarily bad for you. That's right. Great. Uh, myth number seven is? That brown bread is always healthier. Oh, I love this. <laughs> now, you'll find, I, I just uh, checked in one of the supermarkets, a brown bread, which looked very funny to me. Just white bread with brown color. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you'll use some caramel, which is still a sugar, to give the brown color because everyone knows nowadays that brown bread is better for you. So mm. it's still a marketing trick. This should uh, be your myth number one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will revise the order for you then. It's very important. You look at the label and I saw on this piece of bread, I saw about 20 ingredients. And I was looking back in time. My grandma used to bake bread and I was like, I remember like three, maximum four ingredients. Mm. Why do we need 20 ingredients whose names I cannot even pronounce in the bread? So why do we eat brown bread or why people say it's better? So basically it's wheat versus flour, right? Yes, that's the Fla wheat. White flour versus wheat. White white flour. It's just wheat that has been processed. Processed. So what you have usually in a grain, you have the germ, the endosperm. So the the outer shell, it's removed. The shell that can, uh, has most of the vitamins and fiber the husk. and protein. Exactly. So in this processing um, action, you lose all the good stuff just for the bread to look white and nice. So it is good if you are, let's say, mix it. Because, for example, if you use whole wheats, I always um, recommend using whole wheats. But if you use only whole wheats, I've tried baking with whole wheat flour and my bread was very hard. <laughs> so you don't have the fluffiness of it. It's always good to mix it with another type of flour. So even if you go for, let's say, almond flour, if you go for millet or um, I know it's called ragi or bajra, so mix it in your breads. You know, even if you go so for any a gram, gram based flour, yes. basically. Yes, it's always better because those fibers are really good for you. First of all, they um, they just attach to any fat deposits, toxins in your body. So this is the way you're going to detox your body. Yeah, it's going to, um, for example, for the sugar is very good. It takes a longer time for the insulin to spike. So it has a slower rate of digestion, which is, again, very good for you. So that's why I would recommend to eat whole wheats. Include them a bit more in your diet. So when somebody goes grocery shopping for bread, what mm -hmm. should they look for in their bread? It's amazing if it's a whole wheat bread or at least if you see the whole wheat word in, if it's a bakery. Which Not whole grain. Because that's another one. Whole grain is the same thing. Whole wheat, whole grain. Okay. So there are many types of grains. You can use barley, you can use wheat. So multigrain. Multigrain. Yeah. If you go for multigrain, it's great. If you go for breads that have, uh, let's say, seeds, it's even better. You have a bit of really good fats and uh, more fiber. It's very nutritious for you. What happens with these white breads is that it strips down all the good stuff. And you remain with lots of starch, which will have a, a high increase in insulin and sugar levels. And cholesterol then. 
And that, that is true as well. So I think the point you want to make is don't just look for the label which says brown bread because yes. it could just be regular processed wheat, white bread. Uh, in Hindi, the word for that is maida, mm-hmm. but with some brown coloring or some kind of flavoring. Right? That, 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 is, that is very true. So always look for more, more ingredients. Like as I told you, seeds, whole wheats, uh, have some balance in what you eat. If wow. you're going to go for a white uh, bread at some point, if you see a really nice white naan, enjoy it. Great. But don't have it like that often. Let's put it that way. Let's move to myth number eight. Myth number eight. I received this online and I, I actually, it was very amusing for me to read it, that brown eggs are more nutritious than the white eggs. And I kept on wondering why people thought of that. It's always the hype with brown rice is better than white rice, that brown bread is better than white bread. And it came to one of my friends actually told me that, you know, I think white, uh, white eggs are done in the, in the, in the scientific lab because I've never seen white eggs before. That is not correct. The color of the eggs comes from different breeds of chicken. So you will see if you have spent or if you have family that lives in the countryside and has a farm, you'll see that uh, chickens have different color earlobes. So based on their earlobes, probably you'll see if they have white earlobes, eggs will be white. So you're saying both are the same, the brown yes. egg and the white egg, yes. same quality. And yes. this is kind of like humans. I just want to point out whether you're brown skin, black skin, white skinned. Humans are all the same, okay? That is so true. And so especially because I got brown skin <laughs> and I'm proud to be brown. And at least with the eggs, people are choosing brown eggs over white eggs. <laughs> <laughs> that is such an interesting one. That is true. So even I... Say no to racism. Exactly. Even with eggs. Exactly. Um, I was looking at nutritional values and they are exactly the same. If you now want to see if an egg is good or not, you will look at the color of the yolk, for example. Or if you want to see if the egg has been on the shelf for a really long time, you can always have the crack test. Once you crack it, the more watery the um, egg white is, it means that it has been there for quite a while. Now, for all the vegans who are listening in, remember, we're not really promoting eating eggs. We're just sharing that nutritionally eggs, in whether they're brown or white color, they're not different. And for the non-vegans out there, hopefully this helps you. I hope so too. Talk Wellness with Anjan. This episode is powered by Soma Vedic, designed to keep your body in a natural environment, boosting regeneration and self-healing. Book a free consultation. Email info at prc-tec.com and visit somavedic.ae. Talk Wellness with Anjan. On that note, when you always go and buy eggs, you saw that most of the times they'll have a stamp on it. Yeah, This is a requirement nowadays. Uh, it will give you... Uh, the country where the eggs was laid, like the egg was laid. So, for example, in UAE, you'll find it AE. And the next number that you'll see is going to point out if it's an organic egg, you'll have a zero. It's a free range. Again, have a one. If it's uh, indoor chickens, there'll be a two. And if it's non-organic or uh, living cage and not allowed to roam around, it will be a, a three and a four. So zero is the best. Yes. So when you go, you must go for a zero. Now you see again um, that free range does not always mean they are allowed to go outside on the pastures, yeah, That's to right. to scrap on the grass. But zero zero means they go out in the pastures. They have some time, about six hours, that they have to go on the pastures. But again, they can be coming back to a cage or to an open space area. 
obviously it's better to have uh, eggs if you are consuming eggs to have uh, eggs from a chicken which is happily roaming around than to the one that has no light and stays in a cage or sometimes they have like six of them in a cage on top of each other which is definitely not good that's right ah it just talking about that gives me pain in the heart <laughs> anyway let's move to myth number 9 on myth number 9 i've um, heard this a lot so actually i have two myths in one here um that is better to consume if you're going for a packaged salad to consume the one that's in front of the shelf which sh- why should we go for that so where let's say if you look at spinach in the front of the shelf you'll have more light even though it has been picked the photosynthesis still goes on and it actually improves the nutrients inside so obviously it will still have higher uh, quantity of vitamin k or all the other vitamins so, so you're saying don't pick from the back of the shelf yes pick from the front of the shelf now it always comes to your judgment uh, i know a lot of people say they pick from the back of the shelf because what they do in supermarkets they want to put the ones that are expiring closer to the co- consumer's hand and the fresh ones at the back now use your judgment look at the expiry date Look if, at the lighting position on top exactly. of the produce. Exactly. That's one of the things if you go for the packaged salads. Now, let's say is it better to go for a packaged salad or for a loose one? Or fresh leaves. Fresh leaves. Definitely I would recommend you to go for the fresh leaves ones. Uh what happens with the ones that are packaged? They introduce some gases inside to keep them fresh. So it is called a protected or protective atmosphere. that doesn't protect the plant or does not protect you the gases are not harmful because at the end of the day it's a bit of um carbon dioxide uh nitrogen the whole idea is to reduce the oxygen that makes it oxidize so it makes them wilt right but some people are very sensitive to nitrogen so you can get some skin rashes obviously if you feel that's the case for you just discontinue consuming it and it's only if you have it in higher quantities so definitely go for the loose one for the fresh one it's way better than the ones that are in the pack or in a bag because with these gases the shelf life will stay about 7 days i mean the irony nowadays is even a fruit like banana they end up packing in a plastic bag it's it's funny because the banana is already coming with nature's packing that is true but you see everyone wants to the whole point is not to leave the banana go bad or the salad go bad uh there is more and more and more supply its supply is needed right uh we are growing as a population on earth and especially with the whole uh, situation the health situation going on around uh everyone wants to buy a little bit more just in case so in order to meet that expectation of the consumer they'll produce a bit more so we don't want to invest in it and lose it makes sense all right and number 10 on your list is hmm number 10 that grocery shopping is time consuming oh wow disorganization is time consuming not grocery shopping on its own when you go grocery shopping what happens is that you go and you spend your time and uh, in the fruits and vegetables and you thinking what should i eat today there you need a list have in mind like okay let's say as we were talking earlier uh for staple foods long shelf life once in a month i'll go and i'll need this uh products to buy so if you think that this week you're going to cook few dishes have that in mind 
What dishes are you going to cook? Why is it time consuming? And I know I'm guilty as charged. It happened to me as well. I go on an empty stomach to the supermarket and I feel like buying everything that looks nice. Actually, I'm guilty too. I just like going and touching the fruits and vegetables. <laughs> it, the texture feels so nice. You know, I, I'm, I'm guilty of that. Like the grapes and the watermelons. I just love touching them. I, I, of course, buy them after I touch them. So don't worry all those people who now thinking about hygiene. That is true. So what happens in this time when you see something nice or you see a promotion, I'm going to buy this, I'm going to buy that. You reach home and you say, okay, what am I going to cook today? And the products that you bought, you can't have any recipe with that. So what, what you end up doing is going again to the supermarket because you forgot something for your recipe. So have a bit of organization in mind. Look at what recipes should I, um, should I cook this, uh, this week and the ingredients that you need for that. Obviously, if you're going out again, I'll remind you, have that in mind so don't buy that much. Amazing. We've covered 10 biggest myths when it comes to grocery shopping. When you share these myths with people, what, what are their reactions like usually? <laughs> Depending on the myths, some of them are mind blown as the one with the eggs, um, especially the one with the salads. Obviously, they like it. They'll say, oh, I did not know that. I will check that when I go on a supermarket trip. That's I, I would do that with friends. I say, let's go for a supermarket lesson. That's right. And I will show you what to look at. People are not aware. So what I want to do is actually bring awareness. And supermarket bring the tours, grocery yeah. tours yes, with Daniela. Exactly. I love it. Remember that the idea was uh, formed here, okay? Exactly. Grocery tours with Daniela. And, and so when you tell them these myths, do they immediately actually change their behavior or do you feel it takes people quite a bit of time, even after hearing all the things and the deep information you've given them to change their behavior? It always depends on the person and on the goal of that, what, what that person has. I have people who are shocked and they're like, wow, I will go and I'll change this in my life. It takes willpower to do that. Then again, I always say there are different types of learning. The fastest one, and I, I think these intelligent people will do that, you learn from other people's mistakes. Yes. So if I tell you this happened to me or someone else, you know, went to this experience and this was the outcome, learn from that rather than trying it again on your own, losing time. Amazing. Now, this is something I ask all my guests. It's called daily routines. Name something you do every single day without fail for your wellness. For my wellness. So I wake up in the morning quite early, usually before sunrise. I dedicate one hour to myself. It's very important to prime yourself. So I will have some active physical exercise, if it's a yoga or a workout. I tend to give gratitude and meditation. Obviously, it's part of my practice. And I look the next 20 minutes, let's say. I look at my schedule for today. What do I want to achieve? What's my goal for today? It's very important for me and it brings success to my day. Fantastic. I call this stress buster. Five ways or tips that you have that you use to get rid of stress. Breathing is one of them. It helps me a lot. Running or physical exercise, it's another one. Coloring. Coloring, like painting. Yes. Oh, wow. Depending on the person now. But I love these mindful books when you just immerse yourself in that. Fourth one. Now I have to think because obviously I'm not that stressed. I didn't reach the fourth <laughs> and the fifth one. <laughs> um, always calling a dear friend or family. It's very good to expel whatever you have. So... On the anger side, it's very good. And the fifth one, hmm, I think I'll just stop at four. Okay, we'll do four. <laughs> uh, this is called shipwreck. If you had to be shipwrecked on an island and all your needs were taken care of, food, clothing, shelter, fresh produce, no grocery shopping, everything is taken care of. Um, what are the two things you'll carry with you on this deserted island? Hmm, very, very interesting question. Why would I carry with me? 
Um, friends, I think is very important. Friends or family or both. <laughs> and um, I don't think I need anything else. Okay, friends and family. That's true. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we call this pursuit of relaxation. I ask all my guests, what are your thoughts on happiness? Hmm. Happiness is an inner work. That is for sure. We all look for happiness somewhere else. It's inside of you. The moment you recognize that in you, you're going to see it everywhere outside of you. I thought you would say happiness is grocery shopping in a mindful way. <laughs> that too. If you want to add up to that, that's what I was saying. Once you do your inner work on happiness, you're going to find happiness in a good uh, grocery shopping as well. Amazing. I call this wear Anjan's footwear. If you could wear my footwear, what is the one question that I didn't ask you that you would have asked yourself? Hmm. I think uh, about grocery shopping and GMO and corn. <laughs> okay. So tell us about grocery shopping and the GMO in corn. There's a lot of theories now that all corn has GMO. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, not uh, I, I'm not aware or I don't have extensive research on that. I know a lot of grains, especially corn, has lots of GMO. It has been genetically modified to match the the requests, let's say. The world world consumption requests. Yes, that is true. Uh, in order, I will have to come back to you on that. But uh, what I'll have to tell you is, you know, nowadays a lot of people have this IBS problems or irritable bowel syndrome. What does to you when you are consuming these GMO products. It's like you're getting a product and you're going to a supermarket. So let's say you got a product from New Zealand and you're going to a supermarket in Dubai and you ask them to scan the barcodes, but it's not recognized. The same thing happens in your body. Your body does not recognize this etiquette. Let's put it this barcode that you just ingested, which is a corn, which happens to irritate your bowel. And again, your body starts attacking that and it starts slowly attacking your body. So instead of doing its own maintenance and its own work for your good health, it's going to start um, fighting that all the time. That's going to bring a lot of stress and with stress always will come disease at some point. Absolutely. Before we let you go, uh, what is the one quotation or motto that you've written down somewhere that maybe you look at it every day that you want to share with everybody listening? Ah, that, that's a really nice one. I really, I, I read it and I really like this one, that health is a crown. You know, this really nice gold crown with sapphires and diamonds on a healthy person's head that only the sick can see. So I let that sink in uh, for you to think about it and remember to be grateful for the health you have cherish it now that you have it not when you lose it beautiful daniela nestor thank you so much for being with us on talk wellness thank you very much for your invitation it was a pleasure i love the fact that you were so organized and you had like 10 myths to bust that's so cool <laughs> my pleasure wellness is more than just physical health, physical health. Physical health. it's your total well-being Find out how to have a healthy, balanced life. Have a healthy body through exercise, nutrition, and engage the world through learning, problem-solving, and creativity. Talk Wellness with Anjan. This episode is powered by Soma Vedic. Soma Vedic brings the positive elements of nature to your home. You no longer have to wait to go to nature to escape the ill effects of electrosmog and to recharge. Soma Vedic is equipped with precious stones that use their energy to enhance your sleep quality. It also helps to restructure water molecules which can reduce the amount of free radicals in your body. 
book a free consultation for your home with our experts. Email to info at prc-tec.com. Visit somavedic.ae. Somavedic. Feel better. Live better. Talk Wellness with Anja. I want to take a moment to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode and I'd like to remind you that the perspectives that we shared on this show are of my guest and myself only and you should evaluate if it works for you before making it yours always consult your own doctor therapist and healer before you make any drastic life changes and we would love it if you could share this podcast link with your friends your family your circles and talk about it that's why we call this series talk wellness we need your support to get the conversation around well-being to be a more prominent one. I would love to connect with you across social media. Look for Meditate with Anjan on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. And also, please leave a review. This will help us grow. Our next episode is episode 23 featuring Dr. Balu Pichaya who is a psychiatrist and a mental health expert and he's going to be talking about neurodivergence in mental wellness. Thank you once again for your listening and for your love. Stay relaxed. Namaste. Talk Wellness with Anjan.